Welcome everyone to the huddle. The huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. And the reason is to learn more about their journey to greatness. And why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. JT here, again, thank you for, you know, if you're checking us out live in the Facebook group, whether you are listening to the replay, whether you are listening to us on the podcast, thank you so much for choosing to invest your time and energy into being here with me today. I am really enthused for our guest. Our guest is someone who I've had the pleasure of knowing for a few years. I love just what he has done, what he's growing and what he's building at Queens, uh, at the, at Queens University. My guest in the huddle today is Coach Steve Steiner. How are you, Coach? I'm great. Thanks, JT. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, first and foremost, Coach, I always like to take a minute just to give a sense of appreciation. The one thing that I'm truly grateful to have known you is I've always loved how much you invest into relationships. As soon as you were a coach, I always loved that, you know, whether you saw, whether we saw each other at a game, whether we saw each other at, you know, um, at a university game, whether it's just here, that you always took the time to say, hey, coach, how are you doing? So, so I really want to acknowledge you for just being someone who values people and invests a lot in relationships. So thank you for always doing that for me, coach. And thank you for reminding that of for me. So thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. It's, it's definitely something I learned from having people, you know, take the time to get to know me and, and, and whatnot through, you know, growing up in the game and whatnot. So it's just something that I've learned along the way from other people. Well, definitely. So let's get right into it, coach. So the huddle, although we do talk a lot about football, leadership, mindset, we always like to start off a little fun and easy. So I'm curious, what is one, you know, maybe something that not a lot of people know, maybe it's an interesting fact, maybe it's a quirk that you feel comfortable sharing with our community. And yeah, just maybe like something fun about yourself that not a lot of people know about. Yeah, uh, I, there's a few things for sure. I think one thing that jumps out, I love basketball. I really do. I played high school basketball. By no means was I, uh, you know, an incredible basketball player, but love the game and uh, continue to, to love it to this day. Uh, you know, the NBA finals or, or college basketball or supporting our teams here at, at Queens, uh, getting out and shooting around with my neighbor out front. Uh, you know, I, I love basketball. So, you know, I don't know if many people know that, but uh, certainly a lot of respect for the sport. Uh, and the coaching, the culture, the sport, and just all things that uh, can happen through the, through the game of basketball. I actually learned that about you. Funny you should mention that. I was reading an article about you on, on the U Sport website, and it actually mentioned your first experience in basketball as a high school athlete and, and being coached by Coach Dave Martin. That's right. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Basically, you know, grade nine uh, at Beale uh, Secondary School in London, um, you know, the day football ends, the next day basketball tryouts are starting. So you go into the gym and, 
you know, there's this young basketball coach who's an alum and it's the grade nine team there. And uh, what a, what a ton we learned that group, really a great group of, of young guys stuck together for the year there. And we were just taught a lot about, uh, you know, accountability and work ethic and, you know, tenacity and, um, and obviously systems and skills with basketball, but there's so much more to it. And I credit Dave, you know, doing that, the, the energy passion he put in and, and how serious he was about it made a lasting impact on all of us. And he really prepped us for the style of coaching uh, that we were about to receive as we moved through the program, ultimately to, you know, the senior team to be coached by one of the, you know, most successful high school basketball coaches in the history of mm -hmm. our, you know, the London area there um, and, and his style of coaching. And, and Dave really did a great job of, um, you know, bringing that to us when we came in the front door. So I'm grateful for that as well. I think it speaks volumes about our conversation, right? The humble roots, right? Everything starts right from, you know, those roots, those early roots. So I'm curious, coach, you've had a, you know, very long and decorated career in football, right? First, you were, uh, you were a very successful playing career, right? At HB Beale, then you went to St. Effects, then you played over in, in Europe, and then you got into coaching, right? And, you know, had a, had a pretty uh, quick and successful start to the career. Again, I, I'm a firm believer you've earned everything you've, where you've got to. I'm just curious, what role has sport played for you in your life? Yeah, that that's, you know, you can't even put it into words. So, you know, I mean, I'll try, but it, it won't do any justice. You know, I, I certainly don't want to, you know, come across as, as uh, that type of story, but it, it's hard, it would be hard to imagine where I would be without sports. And uh, it'd be hard to imagine the type of person I would be as well, because sports has been a vehicle for me for quite some time. And uh, it certainly shaped the way, even had you had mentioned, you know, the way we got to know each other and things like that, you know, you learn that through sport, you learn how to treat people and how to respect authority and how to deal with so many things, whether it's, you know, constructive criticism and, and teamwork, that sounds cliche, but I'm all about teamwork. Like I have no problem working together with people, whether I just met you or we've worked together for years, I'm all in on that kind of stuff. So um, and that's all come through sport. And it, it kept me busy, you know, and it gave me responsibility. And um, I, I just think it, there is something powerful about, you know, being on a team and having that responsibility to a collective group. And, and you know that. And every day as you're going about your life and you've got to make choices, which we obviously make all day, every day, um, when, when you got to stop and, and think about some of the decisions you're making throughout the day and think, well, how's this going to impact, you know, us? I think that's a, pretty powerful thing because it also it ultimately translates to you know as you're older and maybe you have your own family you, you think like that as a family member as well so uh sports has been you know incredibly impactful on my life and uh you know I, i'm just fortunate to have been able to keep it in my life you know as an adult as well uh what a you know a blessing and a special privilege that i have to be able to just you know, coach football and, and be a part of a team uh, as an adult here in a career. So, but at a young age, like, you know, in my high school days, I feel like I was playing sports every day. You know, it was like high school football. And then the day that was over, you were in the gym playing basketball. And then the day that was over in the spring, we would transition to, you know, whether it was the OBA basketball team or, uh, or summer football would start. And then basically when summer football ended, you had about a two week window before high school football started again. So I can remember being involved in sports basically all year round throughout that high school, you know, time to the point where I couldn't even get my license. You know, I remember 
other kids had their license. I'm like, man, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to write this test. So it took me a while to get that, but I finally got it. And I, I tell you everybody now I have, I do have my license now. <laughs> it's uh it's, it's a great story coach. And, and I, and I love the fact, and what I really heard from you was I really taught you about working towards like, it's bigger than you, right? That the decisions you make do impact those around you. It does impact your team. And I love how you talked about, you know, once you get into having a family, it does impact, you know, your loved ones and, and those closest to you. Was there a, moment where that lesson really got reinforced to you was was there like that one moment where you go oh i get it like the light bulb went on and 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 you you truly realize it, it's this journey is bigger than me it, it's about you know other people yeah that's obviously a you know a, a very important question a thoughtful one um off the you know i i'm not sure if i can point to one moment i there's definitely been uh, you know, in my coaching career, there's been critical moments and things like that. But, um, you know, it, like, it, you know, when I was in grade 10, we actually didn't have high school football for the year. It was a kind of a strike work to rule year. Mm. So <clears throat> there was definitely a powerful lesson there because when something's taken away from you, you know, you, you start to realize, you know, how important it is when you no longer have it. Um, but, you know, there was a <clears throat> there was a tough stretch. I know you had mentioned earlier, you know, that I've had a kind of a decorated career in football. Well, yes and no. I've also been, a, you know, I've also had some rough patches where there wasn't a lot of success. Like I can tell you this, um, I played two seasons in a row as a player without winning a game, you know? So that was, uh, I remember people saying, I can't believe you're still playing. Like you should, you should have quit by now. You're this, you're crazy for sticking this out. And I'm thinking, are you, you're crazy for saying that, you know, this is just a part of the, you know, the journey. I wouldn't give up football, you know, until they, pry it out of my hands. I'm not going to give it up. So, um, but yeah, I think <clears throat> getting to university, um, was big for me, you know, and I remember, you know, when I committed to go to St. FX as a student athlete, um, I remember, you know, I was playing basketball in my neighborhood, playing street ball over at, you know, Carling arena, which is where, you know, I basically played every day when the weather was good. And, uh, I remember, you know, a guy in my neighborhood being there playing and he goes, he goes, what are you doing right now? And I'm kind of like, what are, you, what are you talking about? He goes, are you, are you training? Are you lifting weights? I'm like, oh, yeah, a little bit. He goes, a little bit. He goes, you're going to university. You're going to be a bust. Like, look at you. You need to train. And I remember kind of looking around and I'm going, man, I'm standing in a street ball court right now in London. Uh, I should probably be out in Anagonist right now. So I moved out there. I literally packed up and moved in May before my freshman year. So I was there May, June, July, August before my freshman year training with the guys that stayed in the summer, the university, learning the system, lifting weights. So as a freshman, I was actually in pretty good shape to start training camp and I already knew the offense. So I was kind of the undisputed leader of the freshman class, which, which went a long way as well. But that was a powerful moment for me was somebody from the neighborhood kind of calling you out, like, what are you doing? You're going to be a bust. If you're, if you're staying here, you need to go and do your thing. And I think that was, you know, now that you asked that question, that was definitely a critical moment for me in terms of my playing career. And I love that you share that coach, because you bring up a great point, right? That it's really easy to look at external results, right? For someone to just look at your, let's just say from your coaching career and go, whoa, coach has done it. But very rarely do you, when you start to peel back the layers of the onion, the proverbial onion, you start to realize like, okay, you moved out early that for before that first year at St. Effects, 
And then, you, you know, also once you had those two seasons where you weren't winning very much in terms of wins and losses, you were still putting in the focus reps and sets. So all of that was in preparation for getting you to where you are now. So it, it's, it's such a valuable reminder to people watching and listening that preparation, you have to prepare to be great. Like it doesn't just, you don't just become great by just showing up and doing things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe so. So, you know, I, I think of it this way. I mean, ultimately, if you're going to be successful in sports, you got to be competitive. You got to be a competitive person. And, and what is competitive? You know, to me, it's not somebody who, you know, screams and yells when they lose and somebody who celebrates like crazy when they win. To me, competitive is the person that's really, you know, about finding their edge when nobody else is looking. That's the true mm -hmm. editor is that they, when the lights are on for real competition, they have to feel like they have an edge and they're going to get the edge when nobody's looking. And that's, that's important. So I, I think, you know, all of us that have been involved with sports or had success have probably done that, whether they realize it or not, but that's kind of how I define, you know, what competitive is. It's that person who's, you know, behind the scenes is, is going to get their edge. So that when competition turns on, they, they get a feeling that they, they got, they got an advantage here. They're built to win. And I love that you bring that up, that preparation, because when adversity hits, and it will from time to time, not that we expect it, but we come to understand that that is the game of football, that is the game of life, that that preparation allows you to, I find that it's almost something where, because you know how much effort you've put in, it's like, you don't give up because you're like, I busted my ass to do this. Yeah. I'm not like, no, I'm, I'm built for this. Yeah, yeah, I, I you know. I remember, and it was on the back of a t-shirt, so take it for what it is, but I still think that that can be um, effective. You know, when I went to high school, on the back of those t-shirts were those who invest the most are the last to surrender. And, I, you know, I couldn't agree more. The more, you, the more you put into something, the harder it is to give it up and just let somebody else take it. So it's easy. If you don't put in a lot of work, it's easy to fold. Yeah. But if, you, if you've put a lot of your time into it, you're not going to just hand it over to anybody. Mm -hmm. A great reminder on just a simple application of law of cause and effect, right? When you put in the reps and sets, like you said, that preparation, the effect is that success, the greatness, right? The wins. So great point. So I'm curious, coach. So you, you went to Queens and you've done a great job. Like the one thing is, as looking as an outsider, looking in, you can see this, this, culture that you are doing a great job of building and you've surrounded yourself with some amazing and, and I say this to anyone not only are you have you surrounded yourself with amazing coaches but I love the fact that they're great human beings as well and, and you know I've come to get to know some of your coaches really well I'm curious for you as going to Queens what has it been like sort of creating a culture like a culture in the image of what you want to to build what's that been like yeah what well, no, i appreciate the the kind words of you know your your observation of the program uh and and i we believe all that's true without a doubt i will say this like i you know this is by no means a finished product you know mm -hmm. queens isn't the top uh program at everything right now but we're building we're building towards it and we believe that we have put down a foundation and that we're, you know, adding on to it, you know, each and every day, essentially. And uh, I believe we're headed in the right direction, but I don't, I certainly don't want to 
sit here in front of you and act like we've got it all figured out and I'm the greatest guy in the world and whatnot, because this is certainly still a work in progress. But um, to go to the coaches, which is kind of where it starts when you're hired, you want to assemble your staff. And we retained two of the full-time coaches and we retained them because, uh, again, they were great people. So it started with, you know, um, our defensive coordinator, Ryan Beckmanis. And, and if you know anything about Ryan, you know that first and foremost, here's a really, uh, you know, high quality, high character person who also genuinely values relationships. And uh, I knew that going in and I said, that's the type of guy that I want to, you know, have kind of in the, um, in the cockpit with me, essentially here flying this thing. And, and then Ben Dandria, uh, another young guy uh, that was a Queens grad, former national championship player here, another, you know, uh, just good person that again, values relationships with his players and whatnot. And then we went out and hired um, Tom Flaxman and Matt Nesbitt. And the one thing about those guys is they can recruit and to recruit, you have to get to know people. You have to kind of build relationships. And when you're a great recruiter, because you take time to build relationships, that's kind of an indicator that, well, you think that's going to change when, when the players on your team, no, it's only going to grow stronger. So um, I knew that, you know, we had good guys and you want to, you want to surround yourself with good people that, you know, I believe that, you know, you'd want to sit down and have chicken wings and a beer with and bring into your house and introduce your kids to and whatnot and, uh, and go over to their house to celebrate a birthday. You want to get that team together and then you want to give them the resources to do their job. You want to be, be there for them to, you know, if they got any questions or need any direction or need any help, you, you got to be Johnny on the spot to guide them and, and to give them whatever they need and then get out of their way a little bit you know, and trust them to do their thing. I think we've created that. And one thing I was pretty clear on with everybody, but in particular, the, the, the full-time staff, um, you know, was uh, that this isn't about me and I'm not, this isn't just my show. A lot of the decisions are going to be made as a group here. And I'm going to let you in on everything. You're going to see all the inner workings. There's not like, this is what the head, and he keeps a secret from everything's on the table. It's going to be full transparency. We're going to work through the entire program together. And this is your program as much as it is mine. And, you know, hopefully they've realized that I've backed that up and that's true because we do make a ton of decisions together and I'm open ears on just about everything we do. Uh, ultimately I'll put the final stamp on it, but I want to know what the guys think and, uh, and play off other people's strengths as well. And we do that a lot here and we've brought in some other people as well. Kwame Osai is, uh, you know, our receiver coach, who's a guy I played with, who's another, like the number one reason we brought him in is because here is like an unbelievable guy, you know, in terms of just, leading young people and being inspirational and being there for people. Um, this is like eight plus plus. So another great addition to the staff. And I appreciate you kind of pulling back the current coach and really sharing with us, you know, what goes on and what came up for me is you shared was this idea of the effective leader and you are effective leader coach. I'll say that you don't have, you don't have to say that, but I will like, that's something I've definitely observed in you, but the effective leader is calm and confident in their own skin that they can ask people for, Hey, this is, this is a collective, like this is our, this is what we're growing together. So I love that you've shared that, that of how you empower, you know, the coaches with you to make some decisions too. The one thing I will mention as I started off your coaches that you've brought on are the exact same as you. They, they've, they've always take their time to say, Hey coach, how are you doing? Like they're the same type of, of, they do the exact same 
kind of things that you value as well. So, so kudos to you for, for having the vision to bring out like-minded people. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it's working well. We definitely feel like we've got a great team and uh, again, the future's bright. We, we, we actually, you know, to, to finish your question, cause it was definitely, you know, there was more to it than just the staff that we've assembled. Um, but in terms of the culture, like the first thing we did when we got here in January of 2019, you know, assembled the staff essentially, but we, we went through just about everything in the program, right? Everything a cult, cult university football program, you know, needs, has any process and, uh, and we allocated the processes. So we created the workflow, you know, of the full-time staff, everybody had their, not just football. I mean, you got to figure out who's ordering the whiteboard markers. So we went through everything and everybody's got their workflow chart and they've got that over their desk and they know, and uh, so that they can kind of do their own thing a little bit and, and make sure that they stay in front of things that they need to stay in front of. I mean, it was played to people's strengths. You know, we weren't, we, we kind of, before we even created that, we asked, I asked the staff to kind of give me a list of what you've been experienced in and what you like to do and what you feel, you know, you, you could do a really good job of in terms of the administrative, all that other stuff. And so then we kind of built it around that. And, uh, and then we, you know, we just started really reshaping the program, you know, restructuring uh, the, the way we interacted with players, the way we communicated with players, uh, the team meetings, the way we dressed, the way we talked, the mentality around things, the way workouts were, attendance protocol, expectations, accountability, player leadership. We just started to revamp everything and uh, it made it really clear to guys, you know, with constant, consistent messaging and clear direction and uh and I honestly, I feel so good about the work we did in 2019 as a program. I mean, when we had, you know, review meetings with individual players and they had their opportunity to kind of speak, it was a lot of like, you know, 99.9% .9 of it was coach. This is unbelievable. Like, this is what we needed. Everything's better than, than we've experienced before. We love it. Let's just keep pushing here. And we felt like when we were rolling into the 2020 off season, it was unbelievable. I mean, we were operating at 99.9% .9 attendance for our winter workouts. We had you know, 42 work team events uh, in kind of the January, early February period, we were going, I mean, guys were, you know, we were in the facility essentially six days a week doing different things with the guys, always around the guys recruiting at a high level. And then COVID hit, you know, the pandemic hit and it just split us apart and every, every team in the country is dealing with that. So we've tried obviously to maintain the momentum and everything we're doing uh, virtually doing a lot of stuff. We had a team meeting last night at 7.30 on Zoom. We're on the field with our guys. We were at strength and conditioning this morning at 7 and then again at 8, 8 a.m. We've got a team session tomorrow out on the field at Richardson. So there's a lot going on, but it's just quite not the same. We're just looking forward to getting everybody back in one room and everybody back in one on the field at the same time and picking up where we left off and continuing to push it forward. Mm. It's really... Interesting just to, again, hear you, again, you're inviting the players, right, to, to give their input and to give you feedback, which, again, speaks volumes about, you know, yourself as a leader, again, having that common confidence, just, yeah, be so open to it. One thing that, that you mentioned, Coach, was in terms of clear messaging. And that is one thing I, I've definitely learned being around and being coaching with coaching against the best coaches have clear messages right and and coach McKay I had him on here a few weeks ago and he talked about pillars and, and values whatever you want to call them so in terms of communicating a clear message what are the core values pillars that you really look for uh, in your program yeah uh you know first I I believe like you got to figure out 
what type of person you're looking for. And it, it obviously has nothing to do with the way, you know, somebody looks or anything like that or how big and strong they are. It has more to do with just what's their makeup, what are their values. So you got to define that. And that's what we've done. You know, we call it an OKG. I know we were talking about it before, but it's, you know, our kind of guy or our kind of Gale. And um, it's, it, it's the type of person we're looking to bring in. And that for us is, is made up of three things. And an OKG is a guy that is driven to graduate. So if we're recruiting you and we're bringing you in, or if you want to stay on this team, you have to show us that your commitment to graduate, graduate is real. You know, you're a summer course guy, you're a study hall guy. Um, you can map out that graduation. You are sitting down with people to see your graduation tree. If football is taken away from you or it's not going well, you're staying put and you're driving towards graduation. We want the guys that have kind of two wheels on the road, a little bit of balance. You know, they've got their sport, but they've also got the academic piece because football doesn't always go the way you want it. There's, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. You put your heart into it and it doesn't necessarily love you back every day. Um, but we don't want guys who, you know, they can't get out of bed because football is not going well. They're getting out of bed because they, they're driving to graduation. So that's big for us. And, and it's sincere. You know, we've had to actually kind of ask players to step back from football because they're not on pace to graduate and, and this isn't working. So the next thing we look for after that driven to graduate piece, because that ensures that you, you have balance and that you're committed to the four to five year process. Um, and then the next thing is we look for is guys who are passionate about the process of football and that's preparation, right? The process of football is, is preparation. Like, you know, I don't know the exact math cause I'm not a math guy, but let's say 95% of your university football career is spent getting ready for the game. It's not playing the game. It's getting ready for the game. And, you know, that might be an understatement to be honest. Um, so if it, we believe if you get a team full of guys who love to get better at football, you're going to be pretty good. And if you get a bunch of guys who just love to play the game, you know, the eight games a year, uh, you, you'll lead the league in high fives and tinted visors, but you won't win very many games. So you got to prove to us that you love, you know, weight rooms in February, you love film, film meetings, you know, on a Thursday night and you love, you know, I say stretch warm in October, you know, when it's, the wind's going through your helmet, it's raining, you're not dressing, you know, it's Tuesday and you got to love that stuff. So that's big for us. I, I, it's the preparation piece that we had talked about. And then ultimately the third thing that makes up the type of person we're looking for is respectful and responsible. We want the guys who are, you know, going to be respectful to people, women on campus, you know, professors, coaches, um, you know, staff at the university, community members, their teammates, you, you name it. And, and, uh, just make responsible decisions, those types of decisions where they think, hey, is this going to have a negative impact on my future? Is this something that's going to impact our team? And would my family be proud of this? You know, and if, if you're running into some doubt in any, then don't do it, you know, just find something else to do. So that's what we consider to be an OKG. And we take time to define that. And we're serious about it. Like we're, we're pretty serious about it. And, and the guys know that. And, uh, and then after you define what type of person you want in the program, and you're going to bring in, uh, and you can't, you can't veer from that. Um, you got to, I think you got to define, you know, what are you going to be about? Like, what are they going to get from you? What are they really, if they could learn one thing, what are they going to learn? Or if you really want them to focus and give you one thing all day, every day for us, it's reliability. You know, I, I want people I can count on, you know, the speed's great. I love it. Power explosiveness. It's great. You know, if you can run, 
But if we can't count on you to run, then it doesn't matter. You know, if you know football, JT, it's in the fourth quarter of the biggest game of your life, what's really going to allow you to have success is looking next to you, knowing that you believe that guy's, you can rely on him. He's going to be deep if he's supposed to be deep. And when you're calling plays, you know, when the game's on the line, you're not throwing it to your fastest guy. You're throwing it to the guy who you know is going to, is going to run the right route and catch it. And if he needs to break it off, he's going to break it off. You want the guy you can rely on. And uh, I know that as a, as a, as a quarterback, uh, you know, in my playing days, reliability is huge. You want the guys in the huddle that you can count on and your teammates ultimately want the guy at quarterback that they can count on. So reliability is everything. And um, we give the guys a tool for it. You know, when things are important to us, we create systems for them. We don't just hope they happen or talk about them. So the system for reliability is what we call the ABCs. And A is always show up. We tell them their availability is their best ability. You know, you can run, but if you're not there to run, it doesn't matter. So just always show up. B is to be on time and early is on time. Our team's pretty great at, uh, you know, showing up early, getting ready, being ready. And, uh, and then C is communicate beforehand if you can't do A or B. So if you're unable to be there and you can't be on time, you got to let us know beforehand. And if you can't, then there's got to be some consequences, you know, if you can't use those ABCs. But we believe if you, if you utilize that ABC tool in everything you're doing, whether it's your, you know, your, your uncle's birthday party that you said you were going to or it's your, your football practice, you know what people are going to start to think about you? They can count on you. They think you're reliable because you're always there, you're always on time, and if not, you're going to communicate with them. So those are some of the things we've done in terms of defining, uh, you know, what we're looking for and what we're going to be about. And then ultimately the mentality now that we have, which I'm a big believer in mentality, the mentality that we try to get our players to, 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 to go about their business with is what we call attack and finish. So, you know, we, we have a, a Friday, you know, in the, in the winter, we have a Friday morning, early morning, full team attack and finish day every Friday morning. Um, it's up in the locker room and it is all day in on the practice field. If you're going to do something, then attack, it. you know, don't tippy toe into the dragon's den, go in sprinting with a spear screaming your, your lungs out. So we want guys who jump in and attack things. And then we say, if you started it then you got to finish it. So it's about attack and finish. Go, go, go until the coaches pull you back is what we say. So, um, and, and, and the guys do a great job with that. And then ultimately our standard, you know, is, um, is the best right now. So we're trying to be the best right now. We're not waiting around for anybody and we want you to just do your best right now. And you got to get people to live in the, in the now and you got to get them to have a constant reset state of mind. So football is a reset game. You know, you got to do your best right now and then you got to reset it and do it again. Right. You know, you're not looking five plays away. Um, it's just, what are you doing right now? Well, if you're doing it to make it your best, you know, and I don't care if it's a paper or, um, you know, it's a football play. If you're doing it, live in it right now and make it your best work. And then when it's over, reset yourself and, and do it again or move on to the next thing. And if you find yourself getting distracted, just reset yourself, say, you know what, I got to do my best right now. And that's kind of getting the guys to live in the now. And that's what we expect of them. So many great things there, coach. Again, I feel like we could just dissect that and go, here's, here's an amazing job of communication. A couple of things sort of popped up as you were sharing. I love at the end, how you talked about this next play mentality, right? Like focus on, you know, the here and the now, what can I do on this play? Like you said, attack, finish. And I just love that simplicity there. The other thing which really came up as you were going was I love the keep it simple, simple philosophy of, of what you do. Your messaging is so clear. 
your questions that you that you ask your players to ask themselves so clear and and just from a lens of it's these are the expectations not don't do this don't do that don't do this but it's like here this is what the this is the expectation here's the bar and and i so again there's just such clear communication i love the questions and i just love how it comes from a place of no it's it's this is where the expectation is so again coach i i, I applaud you for for just how clear and concise that communication is. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I, you make a good point. You know, we certainly, you know, there's when you're dealing with, you know, a football team or young people, there's times where there is the, Hey, don't do this for yeah. sure. But if you focus more on, no, here are the tools to get the job done and here's how you use them. You know, ultimately you, you may end up getting some better results that way. And, and again, that's where we try. And again, all of this is still a work in progress. By no means is this a finished product or are we perfect, but um, we're certainly, you know, we certainly have high expectations and we feel like we have a plan in place and the right people in place. So, and in terms of the clear communication and whatnot um, and the keep it simple, I believe it, you know, we have something. So, and again, we're not perfect at this, but we, we try really hard to do this. You know, if you can't get it down to three things, then I'm not feeling, it, you know, so we're, you know, you look at, can we, can we wrap it off in three main points? And, um, and we try to do that for all our systems, you know, so whether it's ball security, it's ultimately clawing chin or whether it's, you know, striking it's thumbs, elbows, palms, you know, it's just like, we're trying to get our systems down into three to main, main points. And, um, and, and so that the players can really learn it and effectively checklist it and run it off and you can coach it quickly. And so that's still a work in progress as well. And, you know, tackling, um, you know, belly, thighs, legs, stuff like that. We're just trying to really keep it simple. And I, I have a saying to the coaches as well, like keep it country bumpkin. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy words that sound like we know what we're talking about. If you can just dumb it down that anybody can understand it and um, nobody's asking like that, that sounds really scientific. What's that about? You know, it just get it down to, to the raw, you know, um, pure form and, and, and roll with it. And for anyone that's watching or listening to this, I really want you to, again, listen to what coach is talking about. The one thing, the only way to voluntarily change the mind, right, to, to truly form new habits is through repetition. So when you have simple things like here, these are the three things, right? Okay, gee, like there, that is the only way to actually teach people how to think differently. And, and I love, Coach, how it's just so embedded in your program that that's why your players have, have, have been thriving. It's is just the repetition, repetition, repetition. And the best part is it allows them to, success, uh, to succeed not only on the field, but off the field in all areas of their life. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we definitely focus on that a lot. It's certainly not all football around here. It's, it's, it's the main part of the vehicle it's the engine that drives it for sure but um everything we do here is based around you know school football life and uh we feel like we can use football as a way to kind of secretly develop these guys and secretly give them the tools and i say secretly it's no secret they know it's happening but they may not always know when and how it's happening but uh if we can use football to you know create all this positive energy and these tools and these skills that when football's over or they step outside of football, they're actually, you know, on an expressway to success, or they're just so more well-equipped and ready uh, mm -hmm. than, than maybe the other people around them. I think that's a good thing. 
you know, ultimately it's going to let them have success and, you know, maybe even take on leadership roles and whatnot. So good. So I'm curious, this last year, year and a half, just been interesting, right? It's really been for all of us, an opportunity for us to really deal with adversity, to really learn how to sort of manage challenges, obstacles. What has this last year really helped you do, you know, maybe using your football, you know, using the football program as an example, like how have you had to adapt and and grow and innovate during this interesting time in human history? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, and I think we've done a really good job with the pandemic, but there's definitely things that we look back on. I look back on now and think, well, we could have done that a little bit better. We could have used our time a little bit more wisely here. Maybe we should have you know, done more of this. And, um, you know, I don't think anybody's, you know, um, has the blueprint or has absolutely managed this perfectly. I think that's a little bit unrealistic to think at any level in any industry or what's going on. But I think we've done a good job and uh, it's tough to really tell you, you know, all the details of, of what's gone, but, you know, we've thought outside the box and I've certainly, again, been open to our assistant coaches leading the way on some ideas and driving things forward and whatnot. Um, so, you know, but it's been, it's been just, Hey, there's, we still, what is the goal? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? We can't get it done the traditional way. We got to take a back road here. Well, what is the back road? And okay, this is it. Then let's do it and, and throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. And, uh, so we've come up with, you know, I think pretty creative ways to, to interact with the guys, to develop the guys, to keep them engaged, to try to develop relationships and whatnot. And, um, and we certainly learned a lot from it that, hey, this is something we can keep into the, when things get back to normal uh, mm-hmm. and the restrictions are lifted ultimately, which hopefully one day is coming soon, this is still a good little system and tool to use. So a lot of, a lot of positives come out of it. We like to think certainly more positive than negative has come out of this. I love that you mentioned that idea of perfection, right? That, that sort of illusion that, yeah, yeah, we strive for it, but understanding that you know, everything's a work in progress and it speaks volumes about you as an individual and you as a coach and, and who you were as a player is just, you're so invested in the process. Like it goes back to what you were talking about, what you look for with the coaches and players is, is to be so in love with the process of getting better that that really is one of the big keys to, to greatness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, so to me, in terms of playing and coaching, it's uh, it, it's kind of the mentality, the identity a little bit that, you know, you don't have to be this forever by any means. And there's certainly balance to it, but you got to kind of decide, like, are you going to be a guy that coaches football or a football coach? You know, and a guy that coaches football is certainly we need those people and, and um, they're important to the game and they're everywhere. Um, but those are the kind of guys who they, they get to practice and they get to coaching and they kind of you know, they're there doing what they need to do, but a football coach is, is, you know, it's 365. It's all year round. It never ends. It's, it's everything. It's all the prep. It's everything that goes into it. And it's the same thing with, you know, are you a guy that plays football or a person that plays football? Or are you a football player and a football player? You know, they're, they watch what they eat. They how they focus on how they sleep. They're all about it. They're all about getting better. And uh, so I, I think that's, you know, a good way to look at it. I, again, I love the keep it simple, simple, right? Like that fundamental, those fundamental 
habits would, again, help you create success in any area of your life. So I'm curious, as things start to open up, you know, again, with the 2021 season, had some great news from the OUA with the schedule being released. What kind of is it on the horizon as, you know, you start to see the finish line is coming in, we're going to be back to playing, you know, significant and meaningful football games again. Yeah, obviously we're excited. The biggest winners I think are the student athletes, you know, to think that they had that, you know, taken away from them is, is pretty wild. <laughs> uh, you know, it's tough to really put yourself into their shoes, but you know, it's back. Uh, so that's exciting. And it's going to be a little bit different. You know, it's a little mm. bit shorter season in terms of the regular season, eight games down to six. And there's some change in scheduling with travel. And um, there's a lot of to be determined. I, I have no idea if there's going to be fans in the stands. I don't know, you know, what type of restrictions, you know, are, are actually going to be in place and modifications still need to be made. There's still a lot of to be determined there. Um, but again, at this point, I think all the people that really love the game and are, are all in on the game, uh, you know, we're just happy it's back and we'll take whatever version of it we can get our hands on and, um, and, and do the best we can and, uh, and manage the, the landscape the best we can and, um, and just, you know, kind of stay in the now, you know, and enjoy it, enjoy football. And, and one day it'll be, you know, back to how we remember, we hope, um, with, with no restrictions and just absolutely turn it loose. But we're going to make the most of it. That's for sure. Love hearing that. And I have no doubt that, uh, you know, you guys are going to come out swinging and I'm really enthused to see, you know, what, what happens on the field for, for you and the program this year. Cause I, I know great things are going to happen coach. Thank you. So what I'd like to do is ask you one more question coach is, you know, this, as we were talking about this, this last year has been interesting to say the least. And regardless of when people are watching or listening to this, life will present challenges, obstacles, adversity at times. So what is one piece of advice that you could give someone who's maybe just, they've had a bit of a rough goal recently. Maybe they've had a relationship breakdown. Maybe their health is in disarray. Maybe they're school or maybe career, something's just not going as planned. What is one thing that they can do to help get back on their feet, to take one action so that they can start creating some positive momentum in their life so they can continue on their journey to greatness? Yeah. Well, I think adversity, let's say, right, um, definitely is, is it's you got to kind of take it in perspective. It's different for every, something that we may think is adversity is not to someone else. That's a luxury. So, but with that being said, that's, that doesn't discount or, or, you know, um, anything with adversity, everybody's life, they perceive it the way they perceive it. So it is what it is. And we've got to accept that and we're all going to face it. So I guess what I'm getting at is this, you know, you're going to, things aren't always going to go really well. All right, I'm going to get deep for a second here. A human on planet Earth, right? Yeah. There's a lot going on, okay? So the weather changes and can be positive or negative and, you know, it can change the way you feel. Uh, you throw, you know, uh, obviously your, your physical health, your, your, your body and your mind, you're not always going to feel the same. It, it mm -hmm. goes up and down. Um, then you throw, you know, money into it and, and the fact that you have to, you know, have this to kind of navigate and survive. That's not always going to be up. Sometimes it's up and down. Then you throw personal relationships into it. Not every relationship is 
always up. They're going to be ups and downs. So, you know, there's, there's so many variables in our world and you're crazy if you think they're always supposed to be all up. So you just got to accept that and understand that all these variables are natural to go up and down. It is a little bit of a roller coaster ride. So if you can figure that much out, then when you're on a low in some area, you can understand that, Hey, this, this is kind of what's supposed to happen. This is, this is a part of being on, you know, in the world here. And um, I can endure this because it's going to, I can bring it back up. It's not like this forever. And again, it's not supposed to be perfect. So I think, you know, when you're facing the adversity, it's a sign that you're alive, you know? And, uh, and I think when, when things aren't going well, you can also think of the time when it really was and how good that feels or a time in the future when it's going to be better than ever. And that's what, you know, what makes me appreciate, you know, winning a championship or something. It's even better when you, when you went a year without winning a football game. You know, if, if you spent a year never winning a football game and then all of a sudden you're a champion, like, you know, if, if you've just won championships your whole life, I don't know. I mean, sure, it feels good, but it's not as good as winning your first one after being an absolute loser. Right. So it's ups and downs. You just got to understand that's the way it is. And that's all good. That's normal. And um, that's a part of being alive, you know, and you don't ever want to get too low and don't get too high either. You know, just kind of just understand that you know, it, it's a roller coaster ride. And, um, and, and what I leave you with in terms of this, I, I don't know if that was kind of what you're looking for, but um, something that I, I'm starting to understand a little bit more and certainly can do a better job of it, but something we're pushing to our, our young guys now is just self-care. You know, you, you, you got to figure out time for you and you got to figure out how you're going to take care of yourself because you can't go outside of your world and take care of anybody else or anything unless you're taking care of yourself first. And you got to find your little tools for, for you. Uh, and, and you got to have your backup plan too. If those tools aren't working, where do I go now? And I, we feel like if you've got your toolbox and you've got your backup, your, your emergency call there, um, you know, you, you should be in pretty good shape. And if you're taking time each day to take care of you a little bit, whether it's, you know, listening to your song or, you know, watering your grass or, or, or taking your shower, whatever it is, you got to carve out that time for you. And I think if you do that, you can find yourself in a pretty good spot. Uh, and, and I, I think the, the you time has got to be away from the screen. You know, it's got to be something that doesn't have a screen involved. Um, so that's something we're, we're pushing as well for the guys. I love it coach. It's just, again, so in line with that theme, that keep it simple, simple, right? That me time, that, that self-care is so important. Coach, I, I really just wanted to take a moment just to acknowledge you, uh, to acknowledge you for the man you are, the, the husband you are, the dad you are, but more importantly, coach, the great human being you are. I have always, as I mentioned at the start, always been inspired by, by how much you value relationships and people and just simple things like, hey, coach, how are you? Have a great game. Like those little things, coach again, speak volumes about who you are uh, as a person. And I, and I really just want to thank you for doing those things because even those simple reminders remind me of, of what this game of life is really about. It's about people and, and helping others. So thank you for, for always doing a great job of that coach. Yeah. Thank you. And, and likewise, you're exact same way. And I appreciate 
you know, everything you've done uh, in terms of getting to know, to know me and our program o- over the years. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously thrilled to be on today. This has been great. And yeah. um, I, I, you know, I just really appreciate the opportunity. I love what you're doing. So I'm, I'm glad I could help out. Yeah, definitely. So how can people get connected with you, coach? Maybe someone's watching and, you know, uh, that are listening and really love what's about what, what's the best way to get connected with you? Yeah. You know, um, you know, Instagram and Twitter, uh, is certainly there and, and Facebook. Um, obviously I'm on all kind of three of those main, main socials and then LinkedIn as well. Something mm-hmm. that we try to use with our program for, our, for our guys, connecting them into the alumni network as well and stuff like that. But it's an easy find, typically Steve Snyder, uh, Q, um, and, uh, you know, absolutely feel free to reach out and, and obviously, you know, emails available as well on the, uh, on the, on the Queens website. But, um, you know, I'm always happy to, you know, engage with new people and connect with new people. It's kind of what it's all about and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I've, I've had that come up where complete strangers, young coaches, um, you know, reach out to me and I'm happy to go out of my way to, to, to get on a call and talk, uh, and help, help people out and get to know new people. So feel free to reach out anytime. I'm happy to, happy to share anything or, or learn something from you as well. Yeah. And we will definitely share everything in the description there, folks, and, and we'll share it. Um, all of coaches, uh, social media handles and his email and everything there. So feel free. Here's my challenge to each of you. Again, whether you're watching, whether you're listening, take one thing that coach said today, he gave you lots of golden nuggets of information, but again, knowledge is potential power. The power lies in your application. So take one of the ideas that coach talked about and apply it to your life today. And then you will be on a path to reach your next level of greatness. Have an amazing rest of your day and we'll chat next time in the huddle.